the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. I hope you're all having a wonderful week and will continue to have a great Saturday. Winning souls for Christ is the most important aspect of being a Biblical citizen. So the last couple weeks, if you've been listening, we discussed rational underpinnings for faith in Jesus with author Ellie Vandenherrick. This week, we're going to talk with another friend of ours, an apologist who's been doing missionary work for many years. His ministry is called the Centers for Apologetics Research, or CIFAR, and our guest is Executive Director Paul Carden. He's going to tell us about the power of discernment and the most important ways he's found to reach people with the gospel of Christ. And we're going to have him on next week, too, because as you're going to find, we have a lot to cover. So, Paul, welcome to our show today. Thanks, Brian and Kathleen. Rather than me trying to tell uh, tell our audience, that is, about CIFAR and your ministry, why don't you share, Paul, a little bit? How did you get started in this area, and what what is exactly do you do? Well, what I do is rather unusual. When I meet people for the first time and they ask me, sometimes I start by saying, you've probably never met anyone who does what I do. Uh, and in a moment, you'll see why. You know, it goes back to when I was in high school. I was a new convert. I was at a friend's house on a rainy day looking at her bookshelf, and I saw a title that said Kingdom of the Cults, and I thought, what on earth is this? Pulled it off the shelf, opened it up, and it's as though I entered another realm. Now, it sounds like a mystical experience or something. It wasn't, but I was suddenly reading about group after group after group that claimed to be Christian, that used the Bible, that was in opposition to what the Bible really said. And it, it just kind of kind of blew my mind, to be honest with you. And I was, I was hooked. I needed to know more about these things. And as it turns out, after college, I found out that the author of Kingdom of the Cults, Walter Martin, was teaching classes at a large church near Disneyland called Melodyland. So I started going to his Sunday school class, which had about 500 people, I started attending classes with his staff from the Christian Research Institute on Wednesday nights. I was reading constantly. I started getting involved with a group called Ex-Mormons for Jesus. And by 1980, uh, Walter Martin had hired me as a researcher and editor. 
there at the Christian Research Institute. About a year after that, he sent me on a three-month mission to Africa, where I was teaching people in Kenya and Malawi and Zimbabwe about Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses and other cult groups. And that transformed my life and kind of set me on the trajectory I've been on ever since. Uh, Dr. Martin sent me to Brazil, where I was a missionary for six years. And then later, when I was still with CRI, we were uh, launching outreaches in the former Soviet Union and eventually in East and Southern Africa. And the, the, the unique focus of the Centers for Apologetics Research is to equip believers for discernment and defense of the faith once for all delivered to the saints, but with a special emphasis on underserved regions of the world. That's why we went into the former Soviet Union so soon after the fall of, uh, of uh, the Soviet system. That's why we're going into places where you don't have material answering Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons in languages like Bemba and Swahili and Kenya Rwanda and people on the radio, people on podcasts explaining in a culturally appropriate way how to discern between truth and error when cult missionaries come to your door. Well, that is really that is really amazing. I know I'm going to learn a lot in this inter- interview today. So let's talk a little bit more about the importance of this power of discernment. And the Bible, uh, the Bible tells us over and over how to develop it because there's a lot of falsehoods out there. And what I have trouble with is these uh, some churches they just use the same language, some of the same terms as the Bible. So we really have to be wise, don't we, to to stay in the true faith and avoid the traps that Satan tries to set for us. Well, you know, Scripture is reminding us constantly that uh, we need to walk carefully to be mindful of the difference between, uh, in some cases, as Spurgeon said, what's what's right and what's almost almost right. Uh, not, not all serious error comes uh, dressed in a red suit with uh, with sparkles and flames. Uh, Proverbs right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And in Proverbs 27, uh, we read that to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. So people are needy, and people are naive, and people are easily taken in by spiritual deceivers. And it's, it's no, it really should not surprise any of us because there are warnings and references to false teachers and false teaching in every single book of the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation, except for Philemon, every single one. Um, so you know, if, if you look, for example, in the epistles, you look at 2 Corinthians 11, you have the Apostle Paul writing to a church that is in a very dangerous and frustrating place. He says, I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Because if somebody comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we, the apostles, have not preached, or you receive a different spirit, which you've not received, or a different gospel, which you've not accepted, you bear this beautifully. You put up with it. And 
he goes on to say in the same chapter, chapter 11 of Second Corinthians, what these false teachers themselves are like. He says, such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, and it's no wonder. For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of life, light. Therefore, it's not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. But as you read on in the chapter, you think, is it too late for these guys? Because Paul describes these false apostles again in verse 20 and says to the Corinthians, you tolerate it if anyone enslaves you, anyone devours you, anyone takes advantage of you, if anyone exalts himself, if anyone hits you in the face. And as we see, as people are seduced by false teachers, by controlling and manipulative leaders, that their their threshold for discernment and even resisting abuse decreases steadily with involvement. Hmm. So uh, I it, didn't really realize can, that. Uh, yeah, but it, but it yeah, makes it, sense. It, uh, yeah, it's there. There's a progression. There's a downward progression. I mean, even as it would be in other areas of life, you know, where people people put up with a small amount of abuse. And more and more and more until they find themselves uh, really trapped. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But, you know, individual believers have a responsibility to uh, recognize and resist deception. And pastors especially have a responsibility. When Paul says goodbye to the elders of Ephesus in Acts chapter 20, he warns them in the strongest possible terms that they face threats from without. He calls them savage wolves, not sparing the flock, and threats from within. He tells these elders, men whom he has picked and discipled himself, he says, from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the sheep after them. Therefore, be on your guard. Be on your guard. And I didn't realize that was all throughout the New Testament, that there are warnings against false teachers, because it is so common. And that is how, as you say, Satan draws away those that are following Christ or that, that want to. And uh, so that this is something very important. And uh, the importance of discernment is one thing. And then how do we discern good spirits? Tell us more about, you know, what the definition maybe of a cult is and and how these things develop. How do we discern? We're talking about the power of discernment. So, yeah. Right. What's the main, right. so, you know, those different methods, right? Or, I mean, ways. So, so, yeah. so let's start from, from Matthew 28, you might think. Oh, okay. That's the Great Commission. What does that have to do with discernment? Well, follow along with me for just a moment, please. So the the Great Commission in Matthew 28 is a call to discipleship. Go into all the world and make disciples, right? What is a disciple? It's a follower of Christ. And as you as you read on in the New Testament, as we understand how discipleship works through not only reading uh, how the apostles approach this in Acts, but also through the epistles and so forth, you see that uh, discipleship is 
has the goal of bringing people to spiritual maturity. Okay? So far, so good? Yeah. And, and we see that what one of the intentional byproducts of biblical discipleship, of Christian maturity, is discernment. It is discernment. Uh, as Paul writes, for example, in Ephesians 4, we are no longer to be children being tossed about by every wave of doctrine, by, by the cunning craftiness of deceitful schemers. In Hebrews 5, uh, the writer is talking about uh, the, the high priestly uh, office of Christ, and he says, you know what, you, you can't understand this, because uh, he says solid food is for the mature, the spiritually mature, who, because of practice, can discern between good and evil. So, so discernment is something that we need to develop and practice. It's not something that comes easily. It's through study. It's through knowing the real, the, the, the true word, right? Uh, it is something that we develop to be, become more mature in our faith in Christ. So we're coming up to the break now, but we have a lot more to talk about. So stay tuned, folks. We're going to be right back with Paul Carden, Executive Director of the Centers for Apologetics Research, which, by the way, is based right here in San Juan Capistrano, California, and they do missionary work all over the world. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Is your employer forcing you, on the threat of your job, to take an experimental injection that the CDC admits does not stop the transmission of COVID and you have serious concerns? Well, learn about your options from a constitutional attorney on Saturday night, October 16th at Infusion Church at 7 p.m. That's Saturday night, October 16th at 7 p.m. at Infusion Church in Escondido. It's free. Just register at eventbrite.com and we'll see you there. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back talking with our friend Paul Carden, Executive Director of the Centers for Apologetics Research. So we're, we've been discussing the power of discernment and how we can recognize true biblical teachers from false teachers who really deny the true Jesus and tend to exalt themselves and their teachings often for their own gain. And we're going to discuss how to counter false teachers and be on hand to reach people with the true gospel. So I want to know a little bit more about how to discern false teachers, and maybe you could give us an example of one or two that that you've seen. I mean, you must have seen a lot of false teachers in your many years of, of teaching and, and reaching people all over the world, and especially these underserved areas where you reach out to those that really need equipping. Uh, so how, how do we recognize false teachers? Well, I, I'm, I'm so glad you asked, because I will say that having been to many parts of the world and having seen so many false teachers and the fruit of their labors, as it were, it, it really helps to reinforce what we see from Scripture, that so many of the problems in the vulnerability of the Church, the, na- the naivete of individual believers, and, and the, the, the vulnerability of the body of Christ to deception is universal. 
Uh, it's, mm. it's throughout all ages, and it's in every part of the world where the church exists. But you know, we it, you know, spiritual discernment, for example, is not just something where you know, a, a handful of people have this, you know, a, this alarm from the Holy Spirit go off silently in their heads or their hearts. I believe this does exist, but I believe this is also a particular gift that some people have in greater measure, just as some people have a spiritual gift of uh, <clears throat> of uh, evangelism and so forth. But every Christian can develop biblical discernment. We're, we're commanded to test the Spirit's and you test any spirit by what God, the Holy Spirit, has told us in his written word. Mm. And that's a principle that, mm. that, that is a lifesaver for many people. So to discern, I would propose these steps, okay, especially in relation to counterfeit groups. First of all, you need to know Scripture. Mm-hmm. You need to know Scripture. You need to embrace it. You need to know what's in it. You need to at least have some simple rules for interpreting and applying it reliably. That's number one. You know, the individual Christian, within their ability, needs to be pursuing those things. Okay? Mm-hmm. Number two, no biblical doctrine, especially the essentials. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, you know, you may not know everything about weights and measures, but you at least need to know the difference between uh, a pound and a ton or an inch and a foot or a yard. You need to understand what those things are. You need to, as a Christian, try to grasp the essentials, the things that are affirmed by the ancient universal creeds like the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed, things that especially uh, uh, articulate what the Bible says about the nature of God, like the Trinity, and the person and work of Christ. Because so many of the errors of cultic groups, you know, at, at the hinge point, at the core, have to do with some distortion or denial of who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what he came to do. And I, I've looked and at your, we, your book, The World Religions Made Easy, <clears throat> which is very yes. helpful. And it always, it, in every case, it talks about who is God and who is Jesus. And that is one of the very main central points where the cults or the false teachers diverge. That's what you're saying, right? Uh, they, yeah. they, they get it wrong as far as who Jesus is, and you even have the little chart on the back, who, what some groups teach about Jesus and the Bible's response. So, yeah, you have to know who Jesus really is, and then these false teachers try to do a counterfeit of who Jesus is, and so you can recognize it if you know what they're doing. and I, I found that I, book very helpful, World Religions Made Easy. And Paul, I assume, but you can confirm this, can someone go on your website and order that book? Uh, they can go to christianbook.com or Amazon, or really, uh, we, we don't sell materials okay. Uh, at okay. CFAR, okay. Uh, but, but uh, these other people do. And in fact, on Christian Book, uh, you can get it for four four fifty. It's about a hundred page book, illustrated, uh, very up to date, and uh, it's uh, they're selling it at a special price right now. In fact, so tell us about these pastorpreneurs that you were telling us about that set up their own group, and it's mostly for their own gain. They they twist the scriptures or they uh, they. T- 
tell people that if you do all the things that I'm requiring you to do, your life will work. The prosperity gospel, uh, those are some examples of people that are, that take the, the, do they take the, the, the real Christ and twist him to their own advantage? Is, is that what they do? Yeah, and this is a word that, uh, this word pastorpreneur uh, is, is, uh, has become pretty well known in Africa. It's not a compliment, by the way. No. Uh, it, 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 it means, you know, it, it describes men, mostly men, who have no qualifications and appoint themselves as pastors or apostles or prophets. They start their own church with no real accountability, and they operate it like their own personal enterprise. They promise people miracles and prosperity. Uh, they use uh, seed faith offerings, which was uh, wickedly pioneered by Oral Roberts, you know, giving to get. Uh, people expecting mm. a hundredfold return if they give money to the pastorpreneur, and they exploit the poor and enrich themselves. And sometimes, Brian and Kathleen, it goes beyond that. In fact, very often it does, to uh, sexual and other forms of abuse. Uh, right now, we have a project where we are specifically warning women and young girls about so-called men of God who are uh, who, who claim by revelation that uh, that uh, these women have been given to them as their mistresses or their plural wives or or their their secret uh, spiritual wives. Uh, they use them and then discard them. And all of this leads to scandal and disillusionment. And this kind of counterfeit Christianity is a plague across sub-Saharan Africa. And it not mm. only brings the gospel into disrepute, but imagine the disillusioned believers that it leaves in its Right. Way. Terrible. And, and so some people are more vulnerable to this kind of, these kind of tactics. They want to be drawn in. They need, they have needs, they have you know, motives. And so how are people lured into this kind of false teaching? Well, 10 years ago, there was a book called By Hook or By Crook, How Cults Lure Christians Mm. by a a pastor named Harold Bissell. And he identified four basic motives that kind of relate to how people individually are wired. Um, Some people are more intellectual. We could even call them tough-minded people. Mm. They are longing for rational answers to basic questions about the Bible and life. You know, they're, they're, they're not touchy-feely people. They want, you know, they want the facts, ma'am. And so they're vulnerable to a lot of false so-called scholarship. The Jehovah's Witnesses and the Christadelphians seem to come with a very rational, systematic approach to the Bible, and it can be very appealing to someone with this mindset. Other people are much more emotional uh, you even call them tender-minded. Uh, they're they're subjective. They're impressionable. Uh, th- this is not meant to be condescending or or insulting. It's just that some people uh, have more of that temperament, and so they're vulnerable. Uh, uh, you know, they more strongly feel a need for love, for emotional stability, some kind of spiritual family. Those aren't wrong things to love, but astute deceivers will pick up on that and exploit it. Some people uh, have strong social felt needs. They want a role. They want an identity and a group with a cause. And so if you join the Mormon church, you are given a job immediately. You have tasks and responsibilities. 
And this is terribly appealing. Same with the Jehovah's Witnesses and a lot of other groups. And for some people, they are looking for some spiritual ideal. They not only want closest to God, closeness to God, but they want supernatural or mystical experiences. They want some kind of ideal church. And the church that says, aha, we have solved all the problems of Christianity. Everybody else is in division or compromise. We are here. We've started everything new. We are the authentic church. Join with us and find fulfillment. Well, that is really helpful. While we still have time, I want you to briefly touch on what you call the DDD syndrome. So what, what is that? Well, it's interesting because uh, this was first kind of identified uh, as people dealt with former uh, prisoners of war in North Korean uh, re-education camps. The first D stands for deception. The Ds stand for deception, dependence, and dread. And it's kind of a progression. Deception. The group lures you in with false promises. They hide their true identity. They suppress information. So they, they don't bring you in on uh, based on a true representation of themselves. They not only deceive you about themselves, but also about the people uh, they say they're not. Uh, second, uh, dependence. Groups foster dependence emotionally, spiritually, by alienating you from your family, your friends, from critical voices that might dissuade you from making a commitment. Uh, this is very intentional. It's harder to do in the Internet age, but they still do it. And finally, the third D is dread. Cultivate the fear that you will be spiritually or socially doomed if you ever leave the group. They, they hold you by fear. So we, what we're really talking about is really know this, the tactics that these people use and then also be sensitive to what kind of a person is and the vulnerabilities that people have, whether it's intellectual, emotional, uh, social, or spiritual, and the counterfeits that Christ, or I mean, that Satan can use to give you a false Christ. So we're we're we out of. T- we go ahead. We can't just come on with our apologetics. We have to be very sensitive and strategic. Right. Thanks so much, Paul. We're at the end of the time today, but we're going to have you back next week. Thank you. It's been great today. To bless your neighbor this week, think more about how you can share the gospel with those who may be caught in false teachings. Who's God put in your path? And check out the website, the Centers for Apologetics Research, www.thecenters.org. Till next week, folks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibilities Responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K Praise. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.